This is a podcast from Hope Church Gainsborough. For more information, visit www.hopechurchgainsborough.co.uk. Are you surprised? This is our final week of Are You Surprised? Oh. Oh, I'm not surprised that nobody seems to bother. You know, maybe I should be surprised, but no, I'm not. It is our final week of Are You Surprised? Next week you have a whole different speaker. I know, how exciting for you. <laughs> You're thinking, thank goodness for that. I'm up in uh, Bassenfelt Manor, up in the lakes next week. I'd like to say it was on holiday. Unfortunately, it's not. Although... I am told that the scenery is second to none. They obviously haven't been to Retford. Um, But, you know, it is what it is. So uh, that's where I'll be next weekend. So please uh, pray for me, (laughs) and particularly for the youth that I'll be preaching to, because they will need prayer, okay? They have got me five times in the space of two days. Oh, yeah. They are going to wish that they... No, they'll be fine. They'll be fine. I promise I'll be nice. Are you surprised? And we started this series with, are you surprised with God's grace? Are we surprised by God's grace? And we've, um, we've had a thought about in the middle of this sandwich that we've got to finish off today, that we've topped it off with, are you surprised by God's grace? And then we've had a look at, are you surprised by our sin? And then we've had a look at, are we surprised at God's hand in the situation? And then last week was, are we surprised at the cost, the cost of following Jesus Christ? Are we surprised at the cost? And, and to complete the sandwich, really, is are we surprised with God's blessing? You've got to have three fillings in a sandwich, haven't you? Bacon, lettuce and tomato. Essential. You can't have one without the other. Anybody who believes different needs to come and see me afterwards and we need to have a look at your doctrinal stance because I'm convinced that a BLT is definitely in glory. Now, don't be put off if you're gluten intolerant because the good news is they also do gluten-free bread. Although the bread is not quite as good, a BLT is just wonderful inside those slices. So there are five things that we've had a look at and that we're going to look at this final one this week. And the Bible has a lot to say about blessing. And Aubrey started off this morning in our breaking of bread. Are we grateful that we are blessed? We are a blessed people. We often forget, don't we? We often forget that we're a blessed people. But the Bible tells us that we are blessed and we are loved. And as we start to look at this and as we start to understand this, um, that we start to grasp and see something about blessing that perhaps we've not seen before. The interesting thing is what Jesus says about blessing. You'll know about the Beatitudes. Anybody seen the Beatitudes in Matthew? Jesus talks about the Beatitudes. You'd be amazed to know that Beatitudes, the word comes from the Latin word, beatu, which means blessing it's as simple as that and when you look through it you think beatitudes they seem like our attitude for gratitude very good very good that's what you were taught in Sunday school it's our attitude to gratitude and how we should behave but it's a blessing it's the way that God has wired us to be blessed but there are different levels to blessing as we think about that this morning as we 
think about blessing. Let's just look at it on the very first stance of blessing. Turn with me in the to Genesis chapter 1. Because we forget that every day we are blessed. Amen? I almost had you then for a second. That we're blessed, aren't we? Now you might not feel like it all of the time. Because life is life is life. And it don't always feel like a blessing. That right sign that word, right, it? It doesn't always feel like blessing. But if we go right back to the beginning, and we start to unlock what the Lord has laid out for us in Scripture, that first of all, we have air in our lungs. There's not a lot we feel like we're blessed with that. That is a blessing. But we have air in our lungs. And we have life in our very bones that we're able to get out of bed in the morning. That we're able to come together and worship and use that air in our lungs for good purpose. We are blessed, but we have two, freedom. Freedom to live. Freedom to live life as we want to live life. Freedom to enjoy life as we want to enjoy life. Freedom perhaps even to work. That was difficult to say. <sighs> that took a minute. But freedom to work even. To enjoy things. And maybe the finer things of life. Caviar. They tell me it's nice. I have tried caviar. It was very, it was nice, but I don't really think it was the caviar that was nice. It was the stuff under it. We were, we were blessed. I made some furniture for my uh, um, brother and sister-in-law, and they took us to um, Sat Bain's restaurant in Nottingham. He's a Michelin star chef, don't you know? I didn't even know what that meant. I thought they were tires. <laughs> Apparently not. And there I experienced caviar, the finer things in life, so they tell me. But we're blessed. We're blessed beyond measure. But to think of it as we grasp creation, that back in Genesis chapter 1, verse 14 through 19, and let's just have a look at that. Genesis chapter 1, verse 14. And God said, Let there be lights in the expanse of the sky to separate the day from night and let them serve as signs to mark seasons and days and years. Let them be lights in the expanse of the sky and give light on the earth. And it was so. God made two great lights, the greater light to govern the day and the lesser light to govern the night. He also made the stars. God set them in the expanse of the sky to give light on the earth, to govern the day and night, and to separate light from darkness. And God saw that it was good. And there was evening, and there was morning, and that was the fourth day. But you see, when we look at that, if we don't unlock it and we just read it, we've all read creation before. But you see, as we unlock it, we grasp that God has given us something wonderful, and we have to get a good view. It's important to get a good view, isn't it? They reckon, this morning I was looking on my um, Yahoo weather app. Other weather apps are available. But it told me, I think it's Yahoo. It is something like that, I don't know. Anyway, and they, they told me that I could view today 10.9 kilometers. That helps if you know what a kilometer is. I had no idea. But that apparently is how far I can see today if I can get to somewhere where I can see that. 
And that's what we have to do. We have to get to a place where we can see. And this is what God encourages us to do and is encouraging us this morning to do, is to take a stance so that we can see the beauty. And as we look at that piece of scripture there, just that small part, we see that God has given us variety. He's given us variety in seasons. Autumn's beautiful, isn't it? The colours on the leaves, they didn't need to be like that. But God said, you know what? That's going to look good. That's going to look good. And you know, people are going to travel all over the world to see the beauty of the oranges and the reds and all of those colours that we see. And now we have the beauty of um, my favourite app, Instagram. So you don't have to travel. (laughs) Saves a fortune, I tell you. But we get to see variety in the seasons. We get to see variety in the weather. That's all we talk about in the UK, so we don't need to go there. And we get variety in climate. Some places it's warmer than others. If you come from Malta, you know it's warmer there. And we have the wet. And then also he gives us the variety in all the colours that we see when you see the stars twinkling, you see the planets, and you start to observe all that God's put in store for us. It's just wow. And it's blessing. But we forget. Because we forget to get a view and we forget to look and we get bogged down with the cloud and the fog and the mist and we don't see the beauty. And then he goes on um, as he goes through verse 22, tells us too that, um, that the creatures of the sea and then as he goes on, the creatures of the land that he blessed them so that they could multiply. Not only were there two mackerel, but those mackerel became Lots of mackerel, there is a word. (laughs) Shoals of mackerel, there you go. Incredible. And then all of these fish in the sea and all these animals on the land, that they're there for us to look at and to go, wow, I don't need to tell you about my favourites. You know them. And if you're new to us this morning, just ask somebody. And if they don't let you know, then I'm confused because they really should. But we're blessed, aren't we? We're blessed, but if we don't look, we don't see. And then God created um, us. He created you and me. But there's something that, again, if you just read over it, and let's just read it, shall we? Verse 26. Then God said, let us make man in our image. You see, Father, Son, and Spirit right there in the beginning. Let us make man in our image, in our likeness, and let them rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air, over the livestock, all of the earth, and over the creatures that move along the ground. So God created man in his own image, in the image of God who created him, male and female, he created them. God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and increase in number, and fill the earth and subdue it, rule over it. You see, if you read it, you miss it. What was the first thing that God did for you and me? What did he do? The very first thing before he did anything else. He blessed us. He blessed us. He blessed humans. He blessed humankind. He created us, he blessed us, and he blessed us with power and authority and a brain to think and to create and to be in the likeness of our God who created everything out of nothing. We have the joy of trees and iron ore and all of these things that then we can create things and we get in cars and we turn keys and we drive places and we go, well, that's just it, isn't it? No, it's, it's blessing. And when we get poorly, 
We go to the hospital, grace centers in their selves. And doctors who have learned and science that's learned over years know how to deal with the things that we have. And we forget its blessing because the NHS is rubbish. It's not, is it? We are blessed, but we forget. And God wants to and always has from the very beginning bless us. Everything we are, everything we have, we owe to God. And we owe to God. But we rarely step back. And we very rarely say thank you. Now, forgive me, because you might be different to me. But I think that you're made up of the same stuff as I am. Around, what is it, 85% water? Heaven forbid there's ever a flood. (laughs) I'm in a world of trouble. But you see, when we step back, we can only say thank you. But that's just the very tip of blessing. That's the very tip of blessing. You see, because again, as Aubrey alluded to this morning, that God wants to bless us, but we have to live in order for God to bless us. We have to do something? (laughs) God's blessing goes further. You see, after sin entered the world, we needed saving from that sin. So God blessed us with um, a saviour. And his name is Jesus. You see, God said, you are a blessed people. I told you right in the beginning that you're blessed. I want to bless you. My very nature is that I want to bless you. You see, because the word tells us, 1 John 4 verse 8, that God is love. And he wants to bless even you. Would you believe it? Even me. He wants to bless us. And his blessing goes so much Further, sin entered the world. He sent Jesus. Therefore, we have a Savior who saves us from our sin. All we have to do is say sorry and ask him into our lives. All we have to do is say sorry and ask him into our life. And if we choose to accept him as our Lord and Savior, then we find ourselves forever blessed. Let me just tell you about forever. My concept of time is 33 years. I know there's a few of you thinking he does not look that old. Nobody's thought that, have they? Right, harsh. A few of you are shocked that I'm only 33. I've not got my glasses on today. I'll tell you why. Because <laughs> I've forgotten. Now I've, I've worked out that this is, a, this is a pattern that I've noticed. This worries me. Worries me greatly. Anyway... But you see, we, as we understand that, and as we understand that we're blessed, and as we understand that God has got these things laid out for us, we start to realize that forever, well, it sounds quite good. Because my view, as I've said, of 33 years, well, it's all right. But the Bible tells me that well, the only hell that I'm going to ever ever experience as a Christian is now. Think about that for a second. Just let that sit for a minute. You see, because the truth is that I'm never going to experience separation from my Heavenly Father. That's what the Word tells me. 
That's what the Bible tells me. So therefore, I am going to spend eternity in the presence of a living God where there is no more sin. There is no more weeping. There is no more mourning. But when I look at planet Earth, what do I see? I see weeping. I see mourning. I see heartache and pain. And the Bible tells me that when I get to that forever, that that's done with. It's done with. It's finished. That's what God has done for you and for me. So when I start to grasp a forever and I look beyond what I know and I start to see what the Word tells me, I start to apply that to my life and faith says that one day it'll all be done with. And one day I will get to see my Saviour face to face because I have been saved, redeemed, I've been set free from the sin in my life. And you have the same if you've asked Jesus into your heart that we can start thinking about the forever. Again, eternal life is not something that we're going to get, church. If we've asked Jesus into our heart, it's something we already have. This shell might be fading away. It might forget. It might need glasses. It is dropping to pieces. But that doesn't matter because inwardly the Bible tells me that I'm being renewed day by day by day. Amen? And this is what we cling to. This is the view that I'm telling us that we have to take. Else otherwise, we can't see because there's stuff in the way. We have to get to a place where we can view the beauty that God has set out before us. And another level of blessing is revealed as we ask Jesus into our heart. You see, God longs for us to live right. He longs for us to live right according to his word. He longs for us to love and he longs for us to be as he's called us to be. And living this way allows God, think about that for a second, living this way as God has called us to do, living that way allows God to bless us. Think about it. You've got to listen this morning. You have got to listen at what the word says because if we just it's just words and I use a lot of words and they can go in and out but listen if we allow God to bless us by the way that we live then the Bible tells me that God will bless us now straight away if you know church at all you start to panic a little bit and you go what's this prosperity gospel no 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 God's bigger and better than that. Amen? He's bigger and better than that. This time on earth is this long. Eternity is great. It is great. And it far outweighs this that we see before us. This is no prosperity gospel. You only have to read the Beatitudes in Matthew chapter 5. Blessed are the meek. Blessed are the weak. Hang on, you're like, well, let's have a look, shall we? Matthew chapter 5. You've got to turn all the way back to the New Testament. The first book of the New Testament, we've gone the first book of the Bible. The Beatitudes. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed are those who mourn. Blessed are the meek. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst. Blessed are the merciful. Blessed are the pure in heart. Blessed are the peacemakers. Blessed are those who are persecuted. Jesus, what are you talking about? That doesn't sound blessed to me. 
And this is why people miss the point, because they think that it's all about this on earth, and it's not. It's far bigger, and it's far better. The blessing is for future glory. Blessing on planet earth is a content heart, a heart and mind that are in the same place, a heart and a mind that want to grow in the wisdom of the Word of God, a mind and heart that says, no, I want to grow in spiritual maturity so that whatever life throws at me, that I've still got the view. Nothing's going to block that view. Whatever the world throws at me, whatever life throws at me, whatever is in the way is out the way because I can see the beauty of the Lord Jesus Christ. I can see the beauty set before me. You see, because otherwise we can't see anything because it so quickly becomes blinded. We can't see who built that wall. Who would do such a thing? People build walls, let me tell you. People build walls, but the Bible tells us that we have to get to a point where we can see and we get to a point where we can see the view and we can understand that God is something bigger and better for us. And when we grasp that, not the prosperity stuff, when we grasp that, that it's about a life that lives for Christ, whatever, uh, Paul says, whatever situation I find myself in, I'm content whether rich or poor, whether hungry or fed. Either way, I'm content. Why could he get to that point? He could get to that point because he fully relied on God. And if God called his breath then, then he called his breath. And if God said, no, you're going to be hungry for a week, then you're hungry. Because it's bigger than me. It's bigger than you. And we have to grasp that because if we don't, we miss the point. So as we grasp that part, just turn with me back a a book to Malachi. Uh, If I'd have said to you, go from Genesis to Malachi, you'd have struggled. Now you're just going back seven or eight pages. Malachi, there it is. Anybody? Yeah, there we go. We found it. Malachi chapter 3 and verse 10. You see, otherwise we take this verse out of context. Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that you will not have room enough for it. When we read that, I mean, that's a stick that on a t-shirt. Put it on a mug, because that's the verse, isn't it? You'd need a really big pen to squeeze it on. But you remember those, them ones, don't you, that you used to get? Those really big ones. It'd get on there somehow. But you see, if we take it out of context, we think, oh, wow. But the context is this, put God first. That's the context. Put God first. And you go, I do. I do. When it fits. Now I'm challenging me as much as I'm challenging you this morning that we're challenged by the word of God because he says here that if we put him first, I, I, I forget the verse now. Matthew six thirty three. seek first his kingdom. Seek first his kingdom and everything else will be added unto you. But we go, God, I've got this. I've got this. I've got this. And we start running into these dark holes. And there's no view at all down there. We start running there and we start going there. And we go, yeah, I've got this sorted. And the the space gets smaller and smaller. And it gets darker and darker. And we get to the end of the tunnel and we're like, I can see nothing. Why does it all feel so dark and cramped and horrible? And we have to get into the 
light. Because when we get into the light, we can see the blessing, amen? When we get into the light, we can see the blessing. And God says to us this morning, put me first. Put me first. And everything that we're striving for, that we try trying so hard to achieve and to attain, God says, put me first. <laughs> Seek first my kingdom and everything else I've got. You remember in Genesis when I put the stars into space? Do you remember that? Do you remember when I put the planets there? Do you remember when I created all the creatures and then put you in charge of them? It's like, do you remember that I'm the same yesterday, today and forever? Do you remember that I'm an unchanging God? And we forget. And we stop looking. And it all gets a little bit dark. God wants and always has done to give us his very best. But in, a che- in uh, going and getting the very best that God has in store for us to live out our God-given purpose, well, there's self-sacrifice in that. Because I want what I want. And you want what you want. And often they don't match up between what God wants for us and what we so desire. But the Bible tells us that that's when we have to challenge ourselves. That's when we have to look into our hearts. That's when we have to allow God to search us and to know us and to do away with anything in our lives that isn't bringing glory to him. Because if we're prepared to pray that prayer, is it Psalm 139? If we're prepared to pray that prayer, then I believe that, the God will, uh, that God will start to filter out those things in our life that need to go, that stop us from being able to see all that he's got for us. Jesus calls us to do what the Lord has called us to do, and that's putting him first. And as humans, we have a tendency to believe our own mistruths. Think about that as well for a second. That we can believe the things that our mind tells us. That, oh, well, I am putting God first because, you know, I I went to church this month and it was hard work. The preacher went on and on. And, and you know, I've prayed at least four times in September. And I, I own a Bible. And you know, the great news is that I have a friend who's a missionary. And they get weaker by design, church, okay? (laughs) But the truth is that we can make these things and we make them valid. And they're mistruths. And the devil loves it when we do it. Because all he has to do is tell you that you're right. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. You're just, you're on it. That's it. Now put that Bible away. Because Corrie's waiting. Kev, not Corrie. This is bad. Coronation Street, just in case. We now have a Corrie in church. Never say Corrie again. I apologize. But you see, when we grasp all that God has laid out for us, and all that God's got in store for us, it would think in our own minds that it would be easy to put him first. Wouldn't it? It seems so simple. Of course, that's all I've got to do. Just put him first, but I know how difficult that is. We know how difficult that is. We know that pursuing the life for Christ, as we've seen last week, isn't always easy. There's a cost. And that puts us off so often. 
We know that God is a God of grace. We know that he's a God of mercy because we hear it and we see it. And God willing, we've seen that in our own lives. But to apply these things is so much more difficult. Just have a look, if you will, uh, at Philippians 4 and verse 19. Um, I definitely put a, a bookmark in it, so I'll pretend like I've just found it and you guys should really keep up. But Philippians 4 and verse 19, it, it's up on the screen. Um, but here, and God will meet all your needs according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. Now, the, the back story on this is that, that, that Paul is thanking the, the church at Philippi for all that they've done, for all that they've done for him, for all that they're doing for the church. He's thanking them for all that they've put in. They're putting in and God will meet their needs. Think about it for a second. Let's grasp that. If we put in, if we do what God calls us to do, if we live how God calls us to live, if we put in, then God will uh, see fit to bless us and we allow him to bless us. And he's praising them for the way that they're living. Uh, and he's praising them and giving thanks for all that they're doing. And here he says, and my God will meet all your needs, not some of your needs. Do you see that? He'll meet all of your needs. And now it doesn't say wants and desires. And if you've got an ESV or um, an amplified version, make sure it says needs, okay? Because it isn't our wants and desires, because we can want and desire all sorts of things that aren't beneficial for us one bit. But God's saying, I will meet all of your needs. So therefore, I don't worry about being in want because God's going to meet that need. That's what he's calling us to do. Are we surprised at God's blessing? Now, over the past couple of weeks, we, we have and we've said, yes, we're surprised. Uh, or no, perhaps we're not surprised. But particularly this morning, this time, it's that we shouldn't be surprised at God's blessing. But it's the fact that what we grasp here is that if we live how God calls us to live, then the blessing should very much surprise us. Because it's sacrifice of ourself. It's putting God first in everything. And when we start to do that, it doesn't always feel like blessing. It doesn't always feel like blessing. But there is blessing. We might not see it this side of glory. But the Bible tells us that there are particular crowns, five in total, and these are things that we should uh, look to achieve, not so that we can go look at this crown that I've achieved, but the Bible tells me that what do we do with those crowns? We lay them at Jesus' feet. How does the Bible know that? Because we worship a God that's the Alpha and the Omega. He's the beginning and the end. He knows exactly what's to be and what's to come. And we should look to achieve what God has called us to do. Not so that we can get credit and say, look how wonderful you are. Wow, look at what you've done. But know that Christ is the center of our lives. And by God's grace that that might affect somebody to say, I want what you've got. And you, what is it that you've got? Jesus. Amen. That's what we want people to see. And that's what we are encouraged by the word this morning to do. To be surprised, yes, at the blessing, but to be thankful that he should see fit to bless even you and me. 
And that's it, I guess, for this series. But I want us to be encouraged. And I want us, God willing, if we've thought about it over the past five weeks, to be strengthened by the word. You know, God loves us beyond measure. He loves us beyond measure. He always has. He always will do. And he wants to bless you and me. But we have to live for him. And we have to put him first. That's what we're called to do. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, this morning we want to thank you for your word. Father, over the past few weeks as we've looked at being surprised at all that you've got in store for us, Lord, I just pray that you might just help us to just reflect on the words that we've looked at and that we've read this morning. Father, help us to just grasp all that you have done for us. Father, all that you're doing. Father, that we might just be uh, prompted to live lives for you and to put you first. Father, this morning, as we have looked at that message, that the truth is that we can all feel uncomfortable because we can all think that we're not doing enough. But Father God, we thank you that you enable us to do what we can do. Father, we thank you that you've given us the ability to live out this life for you. And I just pray this morning that we wouldn't leave this place disheartened or upset, but Father, we'd leave this place wanting to know more. Father, wanting to learn more about your word. Father, wanting to seek your will in our lives. Father, encourage us, I pray, that you might just quicken up our spirits, that we would just know that you're right there with us every step. And Father, this morning, we want to pray for those that are going through times that are not easy. And we ask, Lord God, that you would have your hand upon them. And that, Lord God, that you would bring guidance, that you would bring strength, And that, Father God, that they would know that you're right there with them. That you will never leave. That, Father, you have their best interests at heart. Father, right now the view might seem clouded. But, Lord, I pray that you might take them to that place where they can see that you are in control. Just bless us this morning, we pray, Lord, as we close, as we worship together. Help us to just lift up your name. In Jesus' name we ask these things. Amen. This has been a podcast by Hope Church Gainsborough. For more information, visit www.hopechurchgainsborough.co.uk.